Welcome back to God Hates Jags. Uh, we are here for episode three. It's me, Sean, got Patrick, got Shimmer, got Mark Burnell on the TV this week. As always, we're watching a, a Jags victory. Took a hot minute to find a game, but we found the full game on YouTube of our second ever playoff game, us versus the Broncos when we upset, upset them in Denver, and it is kicking off right now. And uh, yeah, so we're going to watch this and, and talk some Jags. How you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing all right. I'm tired. Why are you tired? <laughs> Had a long day at work. My yeah. real job. <laughs> what? This, this isn't <laughs> work. Well, well, it's not work because it's not hard. We also don't get paid for this. So no, no, we do not. definitely not work. I pay you in friendship yeah. and free Jags games. Hospitality. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We get free Jags games? Yeah, well, in from the past. Oh, okay. Oh, Leon Searcy. Hey. Uh, He's one of my favorite ones on 1010XL. Shout out. Yeah. I, I, I'm not <laughs> He's a lemon pepper guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is my... You guys know me. I'm a lemon pepper, pepper guy. guy. He's a lemon pepper guy. That's he must not like that. You think he likes that? He's made money off it. So I don't know if I've ever had a lemon pepper wing, to be honest. Oh, oh man. They're trying. Yeah. So, I will... I'm we... a teriyaki guy. <laughs> I'm a barbecue guy, honestly. <laughs> I like the ones from V Pizza. Which I don't eat a lot Those of wings. Yeah, I don't know what flavor it is, oh, but man. it's good. But when I upload this video to Twitter, I will tag Leon Searcy <laughs> and see if he wants to eat some lemon pepper wings with us. Shit, tag V Pizza. We'll get the hookup, man. Oh yeah, true. I might have a gift card for them, so I'm like my own hookup. Anyways, uh, we are going to dominate this game. Uh, I haven't watched this game since I was a little kid, so I, I don't remember very it's been much. A long, long time. Natron Means is our running back for this game. Oh man, rocking that visor. Natron Means Business was back on the original Jags message board before, like Reddit and all that. That was my uh, was my name was Natron Means oh, Business wow. with his Bill picture. Bill Romanowski and Steve Atwater on the Broncos. Yeah, these are a lot of names I don't know. <laughs> of course, oh, Aaron, yeah. So I looked good there. Bill Romanowski broke uh, a teammate's eye socket by punching him in the face one day. Holy oh, shit. Oh, wow. All yeah. right. Is he in this game right now? Yeah. Good. Yeah. I like it. Steve <laughs> Atwater. But now I think he did that on the Raiders. Because the we, this is our second playoff game. What was, who did we play the week before this in 96? We played the Bills the week before this. So and that was a home game? Uh, no, that was on the road. Okay. That was against Jim Kelly, right? Yeah, Jim oh. Kelly, and that's when uh, Tony Baselli uh, dominated uh, Bruce Allen at their defensive end, who uh, was like one of the best in the game at the time. I think, I mean, this was Baselli's second season. Yeah. So this is when his knees were fresh. Oh yeah. One of my favorite things in all Jags fandom is going to training camps and yelling at Tony Baselli. What like, not in a mean way. Just, just like, yelling, Tony! Oh, yeah, Tony! <laughs> just, like, not, not being mean, very positive. Just, just trying to get his attention, and he never wants to get it. God, I love those jerseys, I'm though. I'm slim down Tony Baselli now. Yeah, he's, he's, he's felt. He's slim. He came back, he kicked COVID's ass. He came back strong. Hell yeah. No, we can so. just get him in the Hall of Fame. I know. One year. He's, he's in the proud. He was in on that play right there. He was, he was the only one blocking downfield. Oh, Natron means... Such a badass. So yeah, these these uniforms are dope, but I will give credit to uh, these Broncos uniforms also. Those are I like those. Every jersey was better in the early nineties. It really was. Like late nineties, early two thousands, when they got all like the really kind of edgy stripes that everyone's getting away from now. Like you know, Buccaneers and stuff got away from it this year. But early nineties were just so good. Every episode I feel will be us watching 
like the older when we watch older games, every episode we'll probably end up talking and about just the jerseys. Yearning <laughs> for the days when we had sweet jerseys. I just just the the, the numbers are teal on the white jerseys. I, I just want that now. Yeah. Like the new jerseys aren't my favorite, they're not my least favorite, but at least put teal numbers on like the white and black jerseys so it looks a little Jags related. Yeah. But that is in the past. We're gonna talk about the future of our right. Jags. We should maybe take a page out of the past and between all of us, uh, everybody say their favorite and least favorite Jaguar of all time. We're going down Jaguar memory lane. I think we're going to start with Patrick. <laughs> I was going to ask you guys, are, are any of your favorite or least favorite Jaguar in this game that we're watching right now? Uh, no. no. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I, I think <laughs> it's unfair, though, because we were we all were, about seven. Yeah. Children, yeah. 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 At Jeff, that time, it was Jeff more just the concept of football. Yeah. Not so much, like, any specific player. This is this season... Uh, we definitely had season tickets when I was a kid, but uh, I do. I mean, I recognize all these names, but the ones that resonated with me were when we were a little bit older. So one of my favorites. I've got two here, so I can't narrow it down to one. Uh, top of the list for me is John Henderson. Wow, it's uh, a great. I mean, yeah, just on my list. That's sort of on your list. <laughs> on my awesome, list. awesome. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, we're in unison there. <laughs> I wouldn't say he's forgotten as a Jags player. Um, I think, you know, obviously when we had him and Stroud, uh, we had the tandem of defensive tackles. What do they call them? The two towers? Yeah. Um, I've been watching a lot of Loring's right now. Hell yeah. So I turn on the movie and just there he is. John Henderson. I in. Saruman. Plus his uh, pregame ritual, which uh, is famous amongst Jags fans and everyone should watch it. If you haven't seen John Henderson's uh, pregame ritual, oh. look that up. And... I wish I knew the guy that was the one, uh, spoiler alert, uh, slapping him in the face, but the trust that they must have had between each other for John to pick that guy to be the one that I think it was just some, face. like, intern trainer. It had to too. be. Do you think it was, it was the same guy every week yes, or always was. a different guy? No, it was, it was the, the same, same guy. guy. Okay. Because there's several videos that it's okay. the same guy. But if and you he, ever, you know, he's got it down after if, a couple times. If you need to get hype. You know, in a in a minute, just watch John Henderson getting slapped in the face. Yeah, that'll get you hyped. I'll slap you guys. Yeah. You want to slap? I'm slap not me John right Henderson. Now, it, it, no one wants to get slapped. Slap me right now. All right, come here, Patrick. Yeah, we're gonna. All right, oh my god. How hard am I allowed to go? <laughs> not super hard. All right, watch the eyes. Preseason right. game. Yeah. This is not right, a preseason game. Watch the eyes. Ready? Right. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Let's get this podcast going. <laughs> Everything beforehand was just warm up. Now the podcast has wow. started. Now I can barely hear out of my left ear. Do you want to? We'll I can't believe that just happened. I'll slap you at the end of the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> no one will slap me. <laughs> I won't slap you. Well, yes. Now John Henderson was on my list as well. Uh, I actually wrote down John Henderson getting slapped in the face may be the greatest accomplishment the Jaguars have ever had. <laughs> It's good. Um, and Before I, social media, too. So I just want a video of it on my tombstone. So, But <laughs> one of my faves. Um, I actually wrote down three names for my favorites. Ooh, yeah, I couldn't decide. There's different eras. I would say the earliest one would be Big John. After which was... Maurice Jones Drew. That's my second one. My <laughs> mouse himself. You guys are. There's another one. I mean, he's, he's a lovable dude. Yeah, he is. Also, he uh, seems like he'd be super fun to hang out with, too. Yeah. I mean, how can you not like the guy? He's about three foot seven. 
uh, <laughs> and he's built like a, a rock. Well, not so much anymore, but anyways, when he was playing, he was the best. And my third one is going to be divisive, okay? Because while he was a Jaguar, he was, I swear to you, I said this, he's my favorite Jaguar player ever. Oh. Jalen Ramsey. Mm. Wait, like, in the moment or even now? When he was a Jaguar, <laughs> he was my favorite. I, I mean, he was a god when he was here. Because I love the players that will talk shit and then back it up. Back it up. And that's what he was. But unfortunately now he's my least favorite Jaguar because he broke my heart. He probably is the single biggest 180 in Jags history as far as, you know, lovability goes. I don't think any other player was loved so much and now hated so much. Yeah. Like, and the reason that you love and hate him is the exact same reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, is his personality. Because he was good. Yeah. He's, on, he's that guy that everyone hates, but if he's on your team, you love him. I multiple times had said, you know, like, if he was on any other team, I would hate him. But he's on my team, so I love him. Imagine how the Rams feel if they hated him and now he's on their team. Yeah. You know? I, I avoided putting him on my my least favorite Jaguars players because I didn't want to fall into just hating him because he's not on our team anymore. I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm indifferent towards him, but he's definitely not one of my favorites, like, I think he was great, and I'm glad he was on our team, but I think he was also kind of uh, not destroying our locker room, but not really bringing it up either. But, yeah. yeah. His, after the uh, the Steelers playoff game, when they came back home, and he does the, you know, going to the Super Bowl, going to win that bitch. Going to win that bitch. Going to win that bitch. That's probably, that's definitely my in my all-time top five, like, off-the-field Jag moments, probably. He was rocking that fur coat, too. Oh, Yeah. They were all looking sharp as hell, and I remember it was like a very unpopular thing, like, you know, he was guaranteeing a Super Bowl thing, and like, that. but to me it was always like, you know, in that moment, it was the right thing to say, you know, coming out the victory and with the fans. Well, that's what you want with your player. You want someone with supreme confidence who thinks that there's no way we can lose. That's, That's what I want. The problem is... There's a detriment to that too, yeah. and we've, things all, are going... we've seen the fallout. But yeah, uh, Sean, what's your who's your favorite Jaguar all time? So my favorite Jag probably some of my all time favorites are some of the more current guys up until recently. Like I was always I loved Dion, I loved Helvin, but for you know different reasons now that kind of has fallen away. So one of my tried and true staples is I love Rasheen Mathis. The greatest cornerback in Jags history. More interceptions than Ramsey, more pass breakups than Ramsey, mostly because he was here, you know, a lot longer. But, you know, guy is from Jacksonville, played almost an entire career here, lives he here now. Within Cookman in Jacksonville, yeah, yeah. too. He barely so, ever left. Yeah. He was like, you know, the the full perfect Jaguar in my opinion. Showed up in the postseason also. Yeah. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying Jalen Ramsey didn't, but you know, he, he was the Steeler killer. Yeah. So big Mathis fan. Although his hair did get him out of bounds on one yeah. of those picks. So I remember that game. <laughs> that wouldn't happen. That was with like Taylor. hotly debated. Like was he out? Was he in? And rest were like, I, I don't the know. The hair is considered part of the uniform. Yeah. So, but if Rat Mathis is probably my number one, because uh, there's some guys like you know MJD and all that. I feel like are just doesn't even like throw on everybody's. You know, like they're always gonna be near my heart because they're. They were the best one. They were shitty, you know? So, like, a little bit more outside the box, I guess. My second tier favorite 
is Paul Spicer. Wow. I, oh, man. Like, oh, he's, like, my underappreciated, you yeah. know, pick. Like, for a long time, we were, like, always bottom five in sacks, you know? Like, he was, like, the only push, put, eh, pass rush we ever had. He had his sweet Spicer hammer. Do you guys remember the hammer? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was my... I'm a big sack celebration. That gets you high on my list. Like, Malik Jackson's really high <laughs> on my list because he had a good what was sack... His? Uh, Jackson, his hair? yeah, he would yeah. do like the finger guns and like the slick greaser hair. Who, back. Who would wipe the dirt off there? Fowler. Uh, okay. I can name them all. Uh, Same what? reason why uh, Mike Sims Walker. What was uh, what was Calais Campbell? He was the baseball bat. He would, mm. yeah, he would knock the ball. And yeah. Terrence Knighton would rub his belly. Oh yeah. Pot yeah. roast. Pot roast. So pretty much, if you have a good. Good uh, celebration. That, that is a quick way to, to win your, the fans' hearts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, we all have a, a big guy on our favorite Jaguars. You got to have a big guy. A big, lovable guy. Yeah. yeah. Big well, second quarterback. It's fun to watch. Yeah. Well, our, our big guy got smacked in the face like a psychopath, but you did too, and I love you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. <laughs> you're, my, you're my new favorite guy. No, I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, uh, now on to least favorites. And it could be for whatever reason, right? Um, we don't actually hate this person. We just... I not. hate my person. All right, fine. Yeah, I actually don't like my person either. <laughs> I uh, person. <laughs> I actually have, uh, I have... Well, I said Jalen, but he's not my least favorite Jaguar of all time. Uh, you, you know what? I'm going to start. I'm going to start, okay? My least favorite Jaguar of all time may also have the greatest linebacker name uh, in Jaguar history. Oh, God. His name? TJ Slaughter. Uh, <laughs> Y'all remember TJ Slaughter? I remember Slaughter? TJ Slaughter. Okay, because I have a story about TJ yeah. Slaughter, and this is why I do not like him. All right, slander the slaughter. <laughs> it's not slander, this is truth. <laughs> and if TJ Slaughter wants to listen, and he's one of the hundred people who listen to our show, he can respond, okay? Because <laughs> I was about 12 or 13 at the time, and I remember... We were standing, you know, that doorway with the, uh, where the rich folk go to the games, you know? And that's oh, yeah. the player's entrance. They didn't right? let me near that door. And so I somehow was there when I had my, uh, my Sharpie and my Jaguar football, and I was trying to get autographs, right? And I see TJ Slaughter. And I'm like, TJ, TJ, well, you saw my football, right? I'm a little kid. I was a little fat, but I was a little kid, right? And, <laughs> and he looks at me. He goes, you know, he's like, ah, oh, I'm running late for a meeting. I'm running late. I can't. I can't. Understandable, right? I have no problem with that. Man's got business to do. We were very understanding. Both. I was an understanding. Talk oh, about. meetings, of course. Oh, he's got to meet. <laughs> right after he says that, a cheerleader is also walking in to the building. And what does TJ do? He immediately starts hitting on the t- on the cheerleader in front of me, and I shit you not, spent 10, 15 minutes talking <laughs> to her, and while I just sat there devastated, <laughs> like he was running late, but he had more than enough time to run some game, and that's why I will always hate T.J. Slaughter. In in hindsight, do you forgive him? Because you know that's a pretty good reason. It would have taken two seconds to sign my fucking football. Uh, he spent ten minutes trying to hit on a cheerleader. Yeah. Okay. That's not a decent thing to do at all. But that's I a, feel like you would one hundred percent do the exact same thing. I would have signed the football real quick because it would right. work it only takes on a cheerleader. It only yeah. Takes a <laughs> sign the football. 
And then say, oh, Cheryl, did you see how good of a Samaritan I am? Cheryl the cheerleader. Sorry I didn't see you there. I was making this young fat kid's day. <laughs> Would you like to go out with me? Yeah. Right? Yeah. See? And he was dumb, too, because he could have scored some points. Dang it. TJ Slaughter. What the hell, man? He should be a wrestler with that name, though. That's a sweet-ass name. Okay, he could be that your was least, Sergeant He could be one of your least favorite players. That's true. But... He does have, like, probably top ten of Jaguar names. TJ Slaughter's pretty solid. Yeah. Tony Brackens. Tony Brackens. I like Aaron Beasley just because of his intro at the Jags games. The announcer always nailed it. He said, uh... Joel Schmengi! I was like, Joe Zelinka. That was a good name. He was the funny guy on our, our not hard knocks, but hard knocks. Oh, really? Yeah. He's got, if you're the, the long snapper, you better be the funny guy. I feel uh, like every long snapper is the yeah. jokester of the team, right? Like, because they know their job. What else? Yeah. <laughs> Lambo, he's like the jokester kind of of the team, I would say. Yeah. Special yeah. teams, that's that's your job. Special teams. Probably yeah. feels like Lambo's like a hipster who's a vegan and. <laughs> well, yeah, all those yeah. things are also wears true, glasses, right? ironically. But, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I the man. Water tattooed on his leg. The word water? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what that's all about. On his huh. tattooed on his leg? Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's like his. Mind. Oh, is that like uh, Bruce Lee? Be water. See, yeah, I think maybe it's like that. So. And he's a kicker. Yeah, see, uh, so I'm not making fun of Lambo. You know? We uh, Lambo, if you're out there, we would love to yeah. ask you. About it that. felt like I was making fun of him at first. That wasn't my intention. No, I think uh, I, I just want to know. I honestly just want to know if it is Bruce Lee. It's pretty cool. That is pretty, pretty cool. cool. Uh, so, uh, least favorite Jags. We who's left? I have uh, I have two. So one is Hugh Douglas. Ooh. We all know why. Oh. Uh, he was a scumbag. Uh, he openly admitted to signing with us specifically just for the pay. Continue to talk shit of that. Yeah, continue to talk shit on our team, our city, our coach. Uh, even when he when he retired and he started working for the media on ESPN or whatever he was on, he still for some reason had it out for the Jaguars. I don't know why, but he would anytime we were brought up, I always noticed that he would immediately just shit on us. Um, when I was looking him up on Google, I found here there's a Hugh Douglas autograph signed 8x10 photo on sportscollectibles.com. Nice. How you much? Know, you know how much that's going the for? The Jaguar one? Yeah, it's just when he's on the Jaguars for the one season he was on the Jaguars. He'll pay us to take it? No. He, <laughs> <laughs> he has. Sold! <laughs> someone is selling a Hugh Douglas autograph photo when he was in a Jaguars uniform. I'm going to go with 10 bucks. Sean? Uh, I've got to assume it's going to be like $120. $113.09. I was pretty damn close. How the fuck? How long has this been on? Does it say like how long it's been on sale? Yeah, Yeah, for real. But apparently uh, he contributed three and a half sacks to the Jaguars for I think it was $27 million. And this was back in the day. So that was a pretty significant million dollars a sack. That's pretty good. That's a career. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, I will take my, that. My second is Brian Anger mm. because he was drafted before Russell Wilson. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> nothing Nothing against him personally. But nothing against him personally. But when he, I look back at that selection, when all I, look, I feel is his last name. And yes. just the shame <laughs> that I got from people that are like, you guys took 
a punter in the third round. On top of that, you took a punter in front of Russell Wilson. So, unforgivable forever. Sorry, Brian. And he wasn't even that good here. We no, didn't resign him for a second contract. He hearing was like, Gene you know, Smith explain why it was so important to take what was supposed to be the best punter in all of college football was depressing. Yeah. He's basically saying... Our offense is so bad that field position is going to be our best way to win. Oh, my God. Yeah. Gene Smith, uh, he never got a job after us, I'm pretty sure. He pretty sure he's the retirement. athletic director at Ohio State right now. Ooh, okay. Is well, that true? Shimmer. Gene Smith? Smith? Yeah. Um, I do not know if that's true. Look at punter Brian Barker. Ooh. That's a name I haven't heard in quite some time. We will we'll uh, we'll look that up and we'll see if Gene Smith. Is yeah, right. Sean, we'll let you know I'll, next I'll look week. It up. What are what are yours? <laughs> we never got the answers from last week's. So I just realized. Uh, I forgot yeah. what questions. They <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think it was why are coaches allowed to wear suits on the sideline, or why are they not allowed anymore? Uh, yeah, that's a, a quick Google search will just, not reveal it's just that. Too ever. hot. <laughs> no, that would take some research. Uh, I think the answer is because they got too many teeth. They're ornery. Yeah. Because it's uh, not how it's been done. <laughs> my, I honestly thought my most hated would have been on both of y'all's list, but apparently it's not. So here I go. Uh, what has to be one of the most hated of all time is Blaine Gabbert. I hate Blaine Gabbert. He. Uh, this he, is a safe place. You can yeah, say that. He he has a he had a horrible name. On, on the quarterback scale, horrible name. He, you knew he was a bust. Worst. Yeah, he wasn't even good in college. He was overdrafted. Uh, he looks dumb as shit. Like no, he's a he's a good looking man. No, he's no. a pretty boy. Yeah, but no, he has a dumb name. No, like, that's what, what he came in with the hair year one with the with the Actually, sunshine I mean, hair. Trevor Lawrence has the hair. Sunshine. You well, I also don't like Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I think he got something against long hair. <laughs> yeah, get yeah, get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, he's a terrible quarterback. I mean, he's he was so player. bad. To be fair, his first start, I feel like it's kind of, you know, like your first start almost can tell your whole career because his first start was uh, uh, like week two or three, and it was against Carolina, in Carolina, and it was like a monsoon. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like, you know, it's kind of one of those, like, how are you going to play good in those kind of conditions? I feel like that was... The, the basis for his career. Mojo tore it up that game. He did, yeah, yeah. he did. But uh, but but not Gabbert. He played really poorly. Uh, his only redeeming factor was Woe There Motherfucker. Yes. So, like, that was cool as shit. Big fan of Woe There Motherfucker. But besides that, in the long string of failed quarterbacks that we have drafted in the first round, like... He, he's, he's the worst. Yeah, he's, he's the, worst. the biggest yeah. bust we've had. So, fuck Blaine... Gabbard. I consider Blaine, but you can't blame him for getting drafted high. Yeah, that's why I didn't put him on there. I don't hate him because he was bad. I, I hate I kind of hate him because he was bad. I just don't blame <laughs> him for the Jaguars' he, incompetence. I don't was, like him. He was also, oh, like, from everything, you know, not in the locker room, but from every, like, interview I ever, you know, watched back in the day, like, he was always the first to, like, blame his O-line and not take blame first. You know, like, that's kind of, like, the quarterback's job is, like, the whole team's on your back. Like, he was always, like, Mr. Kind of Excuses and, oh, the coaching or the O-line and protections or whatever. And I was just like, come on, dude. Like, yeah. at some point, you can't fold up, like, a chair. Like, 
you gotta you gotta move to the left and like make a play happen. So. But is he he's still playing, right? Yeah, he's Tom Brady's backup now. Is he really? Yeah. Coached by Byron Leftwich? Yes. You know what's crazy what? is that Byron Leftwich is coaching Tom Brady, and Byron Leftwich is younger, was drafted after Tom Brady, and retired before him. And now he's going to tell him what to do? He's basically there to be like Tom Brady's water boy. I think. I'm pretty you know, sure. Like, you don't really coach Brady at this point. Tom Brady and the Patriots beat Byron Leftwich in the playoffs. Yeah. I think it was the year that they won. Well, Brady's first Super Bowl. Or no, was it 05? Left which would have been 05-ish, because Gerard took over 06, 07. Okay, yeah. And we, I remember we played uh, uh, the Patriots in the playoffs in 05, so it had to been then, I'm yeah. guessing. Left well, he did, also be David Gerard. did get a Super Bowl ring, though. With the Buck? No, no, not with the Bucks. Obviously, Leftwich got a ring with the Steelers. Steelers, that's He's right. Back yeah. at all. Mark Brunell got it with the Saints, mm-hmm. which means hey. Blaine Gabbert's gonna get it with the Buccaneers this year with Tom Brady. Oh no, God! <laughs> it's uh, speaking of the Buccaneers. Um, I don't know if anyone has ever said this or anything, but I don't even know if it's possible. Uh, but if Rob Gronkowski is smart, right, he would choose the number sixty-nine. For his jersey, because it would sell so much. Oh, yeah. do that? I don't know, but it just fits his brand. Well, yeah, he would. It would be the number one selling jersey in the NFL, even if you don't like the Bucks. So, free idea for you, Gronk. Well, he's not rich enough. uh, They get a percentage. The players get a percentage of their jersey sales. Oh yeah, that's just an easy couple extra million just by changing it to sixty-nine. He's already made sixty-nine jokes. (laughs) Yeah, so. Just a quick idea for you, Gronk, that even though we all know you're not listening. All right. I think he's also <laughs> the uh, current WWF world champion or something right now. I think he is. he did wrestling for like a week. Right. So if he wins like a Super Bowl while also being the wrestling world champion, what a world. What a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> world. <Yeah. laughs> that's, that's the American dream. <laughs> yeah. For him. That is the American dream. So I looked up uh, Gene Smith, the athletic director at Ohio State. Uh, is it not the same Gene Smith? <laughs> different, yeah. Uh, what is our Gene Smith doing? Completely different person. Oh, yeah. Who fucking knows. If anyone knows uh, our Gene Smith, uh, I'll see what I can look up. Tell him hey for us. See what we got over there. All right, so we got some favorites. We got some hatred. Uh, moving on a little bit. We are, we're about two months from football. Preseason football, but about two months, so... We're slowly chugging along. That seems like so long. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> normally right now there would have been, like, rookie mini camps and some, you know, some of the camp stuff. So, like, we would hear at least a little something like, oh, Minshew knows how to throw a spiral. But, you know, the fact that there's nothing going on makes it... Well, Minshew is uh, leading player practices, which yeah. is... He, if he couldn't make me love him anymore, he just did, to be honest. I mean, I, I'm, I'm starting to get excited by him, but I, I've been burned before, you know? <laughs> I'm like one of those, uh, like a, a, an abusive relationship, so I'm, that's what I can You make excuses for him? For the Jaguars. You say he yeah. doesn't mean it, he really uh, loves you. Hilarious! Abusive relationship. We may need to cut that part. Uh, anyway, but... Uh, that's how I feel about the Jags. Every time I get my hopes <laughs> up, they hurt me. Yeah. So I'm trying not to get too optimistic, but the fact that he's taking responsibility and setting up practices just on his own, really, I, I'm, 
really, really makes me happy. Shannon Sharp just scored a touchdown on us. Shannon Sharp was really, really good. Yeah, he was. And I'm noticing uh, older 90s games don't have the score on the TV nearly as much. Because I have no idea what the score is. I haven't seen the score in a while. I know the Broncos have scored at least twice. So. You know who this uh, Broncos <laughs> team has, I think? Uh, Ed McCaffrey, Christian's dad. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. So, right. yeah. Dicks? Gardner, I think, with us having such a young roster, um, I think that he really is like a player's player that he's he's a chill enough guy. I think, I mean, if you were coming in the same year that Gardner came in last year, he definitely had to earn your respect as a as a fellow player, oh, yeah. and even the older guys. Um, I wouldn't say like he's humble, but I mean he's not out there talking shit. He's definitely got a persona off the field that draws attention to him. But how could he not love his persona? Whether you're a young player or an experienced player on our team, I couldn't even tell you. Or who do you think is who's the Who's been the longest tenured NFL player on our team? Like, oh, that's uh, I think, Aubrey Jones. Yeah, I think it'd be Avery Jones. Avery Jones. And he's been with us the whole time. Yeah, so he's yeah. probably happy he's to been have with us a, like a, a competent quarterback. I think there's only two or three players over the age of thirty on our whole yeah. roster. Right, we're the first or second youngest roster right now, so we're definitely young. Yeah. If you're mid twenties, early twenties, you've got a quarterback that is competent. You're on a team that's also young, so you're surrounded by young people around you. I think that he's gaining the confidence of his team, and I think that his play, you know, you, you can have all the confidence you want, but if he goes out of this year and plays above average, the team will, will believe in him and will buy into him. He's going to have to, you know, with everything being virtual, he's got to go twice as hard with all that. Hey, but, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone but the Patriots is doing that because I'm assuming they're cheating. Um, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Patriots but, got Belichick's dog just leading them all. Or the Bucks at this point. Or they're hacking into everyone else's fucking, you know, <laughs> Skype calls and yeah. Zoom calls and shit, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, Gardner is definitely the unquestioned starter of our team on quarterback. Uh, not all the positions are, you know, like guaranteed who's going to be the starters, who's going to be the backups. Uh, I know, Shimmer, you have the Sports Illustrated. They released a their 53-man roster predictions for all the teams. Um, and, you know, barring anything really crazy happening between now and the start of the season, like some kind of big trade, like, you know, most of the players are going to be here. So we're going to kind of go position by position and kind of break it down a little bit, give our, our you know, our ratings and see kind of where we're at, we think. So what, what do you got, Shimmer? We're going to um, we're gonna go through every position group and um, it's report card day, okay? Uh, and I'll just let you know. I'm just going to let you both know that the Jaguars are not going to make A.B. honor roll this year. What? All right. Quarterbacks. <laughs> we have three projected on the 53-man roster. Gardner Minshew, the second. Mike Alien Glennon. And Joshua, also alien, because he's a NASA scientist. Dobbs. Wait, you're telling me no Jake Futon? They don't have Jake uh, Futon making the 53-man roster, and neither do I. I don't know about this. Oh, Natron means. But he will live in infamy on this couch that we're sitting (laughs) (laughs) on. Yeah. Well, first off, I already think that's wrong. I feel like every year it gets like kind of, oh, maybe they'll carry three. We never carry three. Most teams don't. We're definitely carrying two. And I think I kind of doubled on it last episode. Like, Gardner's a starter. Joshua Dobbs will be the backup. I truly think we're only going to carry two. 
And I would give that quarterback room currently a B minus, I would say. Part of it is homerism, obviously, because I think Minshew's going to, you know, take a big step this year, because what's the point of football if I just assume he's going to be horrible in the second year? I think he's going to do better. I think Jay Gruden's going to help him out more than, you know, um, uh, what's his name last year. So I think he's going to be pretty darn solid. I think he'll take a good step. I think his biggest thing was like the fumbles. I think he'll get that under control. He'll get more used to the pocket. Everything that they say, you know, like in meetings and with like the coaches that pretty much you can tell him something once and he memorizes it. So like he's going to get that playbook down. Joshua Dobbs is a rocket scientist. If anything, he's also super smart. So like hopefully he's never on the field, but I would give it like a like a B, B minus just because it's not super proven, but you know, it's got good potential. I I see us also carrying two quarterbacks into the season um, because I think that we could as much as I think like depth is is good and if you're carrying three or more set our depth across the board on offense or defense isn't fantastic so having that one extra roster spot to carry no matter where you're gonna put it you know I would probably say offensive line uh, in case there's an injury. Um, but with those two quarterbacks, I think we're going to carry into the season. I, I, I still do think Mike Lennon's going to be that backup. We signed him. We gave him money uh, to be that backup. Uh, with Josh Dobbs, you know, we traded for him. Uh, we're not going to owe him any money at the end of this year. So I think Mike Lennon's going to be our backup. So that being said, I think our grade at the quarterback position is, what did you say? Was B minus. B minus? I'd probably say... I'll say a B minus also. A. Yeah, B minus. <laughs> and carrying that B minus is Gardner Minshew. Uh, I, I couldn't even give Mike Lennon a grade if I tried. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. First of all, I think they are going to keep three. I think Glennon's just... going to be the backup, and Dobbs will be the third string. But like the third would never be active on game days, so it just feels so pointless. You never know. I just don't think you trade. Um, a fifth round pick for Dobbs and cut him the next year. He's never even started a game. But uh, also, it's a second year, six round rookie, no matter how much how high our hopes are. Yeah. I think they'll keep three. One is the veteran presence and one is the third string, see what you got maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you both gave a B minus, I can't give anything <laughs> okay. higher than that or that. So C plus. But the only one I would even consider giving a B would be Gardner Minshew, and the rest just average at best. So C, C plus for the quarterback. That's fair. I'll take that. That's fair. We gotta, if anything, trade Dobbs back to the Steelers. Um, If we can get a fourth round pick. (laughs) I don't see that happening. Uh, It might be better than what what they have, Duck? Yeah, they have Devlin Hodges. Uh, I mean, that's still a pretty cool nickname. All right, moving on to the next position group. Okay. Uh, They have, according to Sports Illustrated, the Jaguars keeping four running backs, Leonard Fournette, Rykel Rock Armstead, Divine Ozigbo, and Chris Thompson. Yeah, that sounds pretty accurate to me. That sounds uh, about who will be there. At this point, I don't see them trading Fournette. You know, that definitely seemed like a during-the-draft thing, so they could get a replacement for him that year. 
you know, Fournette's definitely the starter. Chris Thompson definitely is going to be big on third downs. Uh, like last last year, the last game of the year uh, when we played the Colts and beat them, Fournette was sick, so he wasn't able to play all 16 games. He had the schniffles. Uh, and it was... He had the what? The schniffles. Is that listed on the injury report? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, that's like what I call the injury when it's like, you know, not legit. Like, you're not really sick, but this is a pointless game. So we'll say you're sick. Uh, but, you know, it was kind of like they weren't playing for much, but... It was questionable with the... His... The schniffles. <laughs> And this coming in, uh, Leonard Fournette is doubtful with a case of the schniffles. You got the schniffles, so adjust your fantasy lineups. Uh, it's in there. If you, if you look in fantasy football under S for sniffles. Wait, so what, what, grade, what grade would you give this group? Um, I would give it like C minus, you know, Fournette isn't great. Wow, that's pretty low for you. Yeah, I try to keep it decent. Yeah, that's not always. Surprising. Yeah, surprise. Sean is the, didn't we say he's the optimist? You're yeah. the optimist yeah. in the group. I like, didn't want to give him a D plus, but I might have to. Then. I like the Chris Thompson, <laughs> but he, you know, he's, he's over 30 for running back. He is very injury prone the past couple of years. Uh, Fournette, you know, he'll have games where he's amazing, but then he has games where he just, you know, can't do anything, whether it's his fault, the O-line's fault, like he just, you know, doesn't do anything. Um, I really like the Ozigbo guy. You know, he hasn't got to do a whole lot, but like last preseason, he was on the Saints uh, during the preseason, and he was like amazing for them. Yeah, it was just kind of a numbers game. You know, they had Kamara and stuff. Um, I think he'll end up being a pretty good, you know, contributor. So, but nothing. You know, I I don't have the highest hopes for it. Yeah, I'd like to see Ozigbo stand out um, with the opportunities he's given. with Fournette, I, I think it comes down to, and we mentioned this before, like this being his contract year and, you know, how's he going to bring that to the field and what's, what's his motivation going to be, you know, week in and week out? You know, is it going to be more if we're winning? Is it going to be, um, is he going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder? Also, how's he going to, you know, blend with Chris Thompson coming in? I'm surprised Chris Thompson, I don't know if this is listed in the order of what they would be on the depth chart, but I thought Chris Thompson would be, our, I wouldn't call him Leonard Fournette's backup, but that change of pace back. Um, yeah, because Raquel's more similar to Fournette. So I like, think, yeah. Thompson would definitely probably be like second on Raquel the chart. Raquel would be the, the substitute, and Chris Thompson would be the, the, the change-up guy, I feel like. Um, I, it's, not the best, it's not the best running back core in the league by any means. It's a serviceable one. Um, either way, I think either one of those guys put in could... Uh, could be a check down receiver if need be and um i think that that's an asset you know with with our offense and um i mean gardner's got that deep throw he's going to be looking downfield but if it's not there he's got to have that check down also if it's going to be a passing place so, i don't know i'll give this group uh, i'm going to stick with the b minus that i uh, i'm going to go c plus Hey, wait, is that what I said? I'm gonna go C minus. This guy's looking at my paper over here. You're just copying my C plus, also. Or did I say C minus? Fournette can be a B when he wants to be. To be or not to be? Yeah, he needs to be the B. Be the B. He needs to be the B's knees. (laughs) Okay, with this group, uh, yeah, I agree, it's a serviceable group. But uh, you asked what, what would be Leonard Fournette's motivation this season? I'll give you a hint. Uh, it's money. 
Money is the mm. ultimate motivator. He is in the last year of his deal, and he wants money. And that means he's going to be running his ass off, which immediately bumps up the whole group. There's a reason they tell you who's in a contract year when you're looking up fantasy players, right? And sure. there's a reason Austin Hooper went off and became the <laughs> highest paid tight end. But if you draft him this year, you'll be sorely mistaken because he's on the Browns now. <laughs> yes. Uh, Leonard Fournette is going to crush it this year. But the rest of the group is very meh to me. <laughs> so I don't want to give him a D plus. I can't give him better than Sean out of principle. Stick with Sean. C minus. C minus. First time Shimra and I have ever probably agreed. Maybe in life. All right. Do you think? You, do you think? <laughs> Damn. Just we've agreed on things. Very quick side note: Does Fournette play all sixteen games? Um, for the Jags yeah. or just in general? Just in general. This season, does he play all 16 games? <laughs> I would say, I can see him missing one or two, but that's uh, just run, that's standard for running backs. I yeah. say that, yeah. He, he's going to play more as many likely, as he can. More likely than not, he's, he's not playing all 16 games. If we can get 13. Wish him the best, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on. I think we should just do uh, just offense this week, and then we can do defense next week. What do you guys break it sure. down. Like all it. right. Um, offensive line. Sports Illustrated. Has the Jaguars keeping eight offensive linemen in total? Who are we keeping? Cam Robinson, Andrew Norwell, Brandon Linder, AJ Can, Jawan Taylor, Will Richardson, Tyler Shatley, Shatley. and our boy Benjamin Barch. Barch. I don't even know if his name is Benjamin, but I'll only call him that for <laughs> now. It has to be Benjamin. Yeah. Why? It could just be Ben. Yeah, I guess you're right. It could be Benifer. We don't, I don't know. know. I mean, that means it's going to be a, a day one start. we, we got to learn his name. we got to put well, some respect um, I mean, ultimately, I think our line is pretty much the exact same starters this year as it was last year. At least to start out. Starters, season. yeah. Yeah. All right, Sean. We've been starting with you. Let's start with you again. What do you think? Ooh, it makes sense. Uh, well, Marone has already said that they want to move... Will Richardson around some because last year pretty much him and AJ Can would just like rotate constantly in games at right guard, which if I haven't said it before is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. I was like, what? Like, you know, no position is more about like being on the same page and you know working together than offensive line, and they would sw- constantly switch them out. Like that made no sense. Maybe the first game, but they did it like almost all year. Uh, so that was really really dumb. But, well, Richardson started at left tackle last year for us when Cam Robinson hurt his knee. And so Marone said, like, a couple days ago in, a, like, a Zoom call with the media that they want to try Will Richardson out at left tackle again. They want to move him over there. Uh, like, more, I guess, you know, to be back up. He wasn't like, hey, we're benching Cam or anything. But it seems like they're already going to be trying him over at left tackle. Um, I could see something along those lines of, like, you know, like, Cam wasn't great. He was coming off of his injury last year. So it's always kind of hard to grade, I feel like, offensive linemen coming off of ACL, you know, so much of their power and all that. But I could see, like, Cam maybe... Like, I could see them shifting around a lot. Like, they know they weren't great. I feel like Ben Barch is definitely going to get into the lineup. Honestly, like, I could see it going a million ways. I could see, like, Jawan Taylor being moved to left tackle because I think he's our best offensive lineman. Like, he will be our best offensive lineman in, you know, 2020. So, like, I could see it being, like, Jawan Taylor moves to left tackle... Cam Robinson moves to, like, right guard. Ben Barch gets thrown in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. I guess it's this kind of thing, like, you know, 
you want one, like, don't half-ass a whole lot of things, like, whole-ass one thing. So that's kind of how I feel about our offensive line. Like, we have all these guys that are, like, kind of a little good, but not great. So just, like, all these, you know, collectively, they're not anything, really. So I would give our offensive line, um, uh, like, a, like a, like another C-minus, I would say. Wow. C-minus? After all, I would thought you'd yeah. be better than that. I would, so I would say right now, like week one C minus, but I do think once they move some players around and like, you know, if Ben Barsh cracks a lineup and like it's settled in or something like that after they like, they shake it up a little bit, I think it'll end the season a lot better than it starts. I feel like by the end of the year, it could be like a good solid B, but okay. right now before training camp, like... You gotta, you know, show me a little something. There's that optimism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Patrick. A lot of shit's going on in the world right now, so like, you know, all my like, you know, little yeah, it is clearly having a t- yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's putting some <laughs> in your outlook. I, uh, I was, I was listening to you, Sean, but I was also watching uh, on our game here that we're watching. Mark Brunell just threw like dropped it in a bucket over the shoulder to Natron Means of all people. <clears throat> Over Bill Romanowski, who we were talking about earlier, and he came up from the catch and the tackle with grass in his helmet, which is uh, always awesome. Yeah. So that was a beautiful sight to see. And look at Baselli just mauling. He just wow. threw that guy down with one ball in that dude. Um, so Baselli, great offensive lineman. Uh, our offensive line, nowhere near that. <laughs> I would say our 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 line. I agree. It's probably going to be the exact same starting lineup as it was last year. Not a lot's going to change there. Even throwing in uh, Ben Barch as a rookie, he's probably going to be like a fill-in type of guy. Guy's got to come out for a breather, maybe a little rotational, special type of plays that we're running. Um, the strong suit of our offensive line, I don't know what it is. Is it run blocking? Doesn't really look like it. Is it pass blocking? Doesn't really look like it. What are they really working on? Is there a third option? <laughs> what are they? What are they Why improving on this off season? What What are they working towards this off season? And that's going to be uh, what we're going to see a lot in the practices coming up and things like that. You know, the the preseason is you kind of just put on a show. It doesn't really show the identity of your team. But I'd like to see kind of how balanced our offensive play calls are going to be, and then see how our offensive line kind of response to that what you know what are we going to gear towards being our strong suit um with the guys that we have i don't see them being a big mauling offensive line run heavy offensive line i think they can hold their own in the pass rush with technique um and i think they've got a good group they're they're all just kind of they just seem like filling guys for us none of them are really going to make a long-term impression on us as jaguar fans hey remember this guy remember that guy but for right now it's a suitable group. Uh, for the grade on them, I'm gonna give them. Uh, I'm gonna give them a C plus. Okay. Yeah, he's more positive than me. This. Yeah, all right. All right. I will say, Cam Robinson also in a contract year. So at least we have that going for us. You know? Really? Okay. Like, that brought me to uh, my other point. What is the ultimate motivator? Money. Money. Cam Robinson. Is in a contract year. year. Also, having torn an ACL, I can tell you firsthand that you do not feel even close to the same until about a year after you've recovered, started physical activity, right? So you've been doing it for a year. And I think he'll be a lot closer to what he was before that 
uh, before he tore his ACL, but he is also definitely guaranteed seven to ten holding penalties this season. Yeah, because if anyone was holding, you In could huge you spots. could I would have bet it was Cam every time. It just seemed like he got called once a game. Every game. And a couple of hot-headed plays yeah, that he, might cost you a penalty. Well, he might be on his best behavior if he's trying to get paid True. with Leonard. Um, uh, I like how you brought up that none of these guys are memorable because what's memorable is uh, Norwell and Linder are two of the highest-paid players on yeah, the team. Yeah, that's always, you know. Um, I do think that um, uh, Brendan Lin- uh, Brandon Linder's actually one of the better centers. Uh, he's underrated. I think so too. Especially, you know, if you're playing net with two guards next to you that are just letting guys run past, like it's gonna make you look a little bad by default. Yeah, yeah. that it, I I agree. Um, and I remember Will Richardson in the start of the season was at left tackle, and I don't know why they took him out. I'm yeah, not, it was. I think that's his position, and I think Barch will will compete with AJ Can for that right guard spot and then Juwan Taylor has right tackle locked up for hopefully the next ten years. He's yeah. Um I'm actually think this might be one of the better positions uh, as a whole on the whole team, one of the <laughs> position groups. Um because I think at the very least every player they have is average to above average and we can't say that for most of the position groups. True. So uh Sean gave a C minus, you gave a C plus. Yeah. I'll just go straight in the middle of that. I'll give them average nice. C, but teetering close to a C plus. I'll take okay. that. I mean, you know, obviously I'm not an O-line evaluator expert, but, you know, kind of from what I see is like pretty much every team feels like, you know, it's hard to get five good offensive linemen at one time on your team. You know, like most teams don't have that. So it kind of feels like, you know, we get a little bit so hard on our guys, but, you know, no team, very few teams have that across the board. So if you can get average plus a quarterback that can scramble like Minshew, you're in a good direction. All right. All right. You know what? The next one on the list is receiver, but we're going to skip that for now because I think that's more interesting. We're going to go straight to tight end. Okay. <laughs> this is a short, short conversation. Um, tight end, they have... The Jaguars keeping four, which I think is probably about right. Tyler Eifert, Josh Oliver, Tyler Davis, draft pick out of Georgia Tech, and James Oshack Hennessy O'Shaughnessy. What are your thoughts? We can uh, we can start with Patrick this time. Patrick, what what grade do you have the tight end group? I really have no idea. Josh Oliver, (laughs) Josh Oliver didn't show me a lot. I mean, complete if you will. If, if <laughs> push, honestly, had who he had a hell of a catch. I think it was on Luke Keekley when we played them last year. I don't know if you guys remember that catch. He bobbled it, and I, I think he he bobbled it. It bounced off Keekley's helmet, and then he caught it. Was that the play that he got injured on? I think no, he didn't get. It was the same game, okay. but he didn't get injured on that play. Um, I mean, that was an anomaly. O'Shaughnessy <laughs> is just a guy. Uh, the two Tylers, Tyler Eifert at this point, who the fuck knows what you're going to get with him? I remember three, four years ago when he was on the Bengals and he was Andy Dalton's go-to guy. I think he had nine touchdowns that Mm -hmm. season. That was on a generous passing offense. Um, I think that Minshew needs a tight end that he can pass to. I don't think signing Tyler Eifert was like solving that problem at all. I think the hopes we had for Josh Oliver 
if he was to live up to that, he would be that guy. So like I said, I don't know if Sports Illustrated is listing these in order of who they think is the presumptive starter and backup and whatnot. But they have Tyler Eifert on here first, Josh Oliver second. I would probably switch those, but uh, Josh Oliver still got a lot to show us as, as far as his potential. And Tyler Davis, just a guy. I would say he's less of a guy than James Oshak Hennessy. Oh, man, I'm not optimistic about this tight end group. I'll, I'll hold off on my grade, though, and what if you guys can convince me one way or the other. So I'll let you guys take it. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's by far our worst position on probably offense or defense. You know, just off That's sad to head. say. You're probably right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, it feels, you know, like 90% we brought Eifert in just because, you know, like of the Jay Gruden connection. We thought it might help in the locker room kind of stuff. Uh, he had, you know, one really good year, but that's been like five years now, which in the NFL is, you know, it's kind of a, what have you done for me lately? That's like pretty much right. in the past at this part. Uh, I mean, but as long as he can stay healthy, which he can't do that either, he should be, you know, at least dependable. So I guess that's, you know, a normalish guy to have on your team. Josh Oliver, if, if Oliver can stay healthy, because pretty much that was, you know, if he can be 75 or even just 50% of, like, DJ Chark from his one- to two-year, which I feel like the team is banking on, you know, if he can, like, make that kind of jump, then that would be huge. But, honestly, I think that Oshag, O'Shawn O'Hennessy, Ohana, Ohana means family, <laughs> he's got a long name, I think again he will uh, he will lead our team in, in like catches and touchdowns for tight ends and you know those different stats because he's you know not great but like Minshew clearly liked him when he was on the field last year so as long as he can get back on the field pretty healthy from his ACL I think Minshew's you know still gonna like him they had a really good chemistry so I like O'Hennessy. Uh, hopefully Oliver can, uh, <laughs> stay, can stay healthy. Uh, the rest of the guys, I, I, you know, Tyler Davis had a really nice, like, Dave nice. Caldwell phone when he got drafted. He cried, and that was sweet, but I don't expect anything from a rookie tight end. But, yeah. So, oh, Oshago Hanasaha is my guy. What grade did you give? Oh, I didn't give a grade. I D minus D. Wow. <laughs> this is this this week has really affected you, Sean. I'm, I'm starting to worry for your own mental health. So maybe I'm like sorry. Maybe I should bump everything up one grade. Maybe should next like, week. In my head, I, guess, go, I gave him a D. I gave him a D minus. I guess in my head it doesn't. I'm giving him like an A with a bad. star and a, a heart sticker. A, D, uh, I guess it doesn't degrees, sound baby. as bad in my head so right. for some reason. All right, all right. Let me be the voice of reason. All right. <laughs> Uh, I actually don't mind the Tyler Eifert signing. They can pretty much get out of the contract next year uh, with no cost to them. It's a $9.5 million for two years, and then incentive-based, he can get up to $15 million. Uh, he's familiar with Gruden's playbook, which is huge in this age of no preparation corona. Um, Josh Oliver, the thing I think... If you ever seen a picture of Josh Oliver, he looks like what a tight end should look like. And... The thing that uh, I'm still optimistic about is he could very well be the DJ Chark of the season, right? He, guy who did nothing, who breaks out his second year, right? And he also battled injuries all last season. And But uh, the thing I noticed the most about last season was that Gardner Minshew was at his best when he had a tight end as a safety blanket, and that person was O'Shaughnessy, right? See? The games that they were winning, he was a huge factor. 
a lot of third downs. He would throw on the run to O'Shaughnessy. They were developing a chemistry, and unfortunately he got hurt. He claims now he's completely healthy, and who knows what they got in the in tight end, but it doesn't matter. He's going to be the fourth guy on the depth chart. If he's anything, great. If not, he's the fourth guy on the depth chart. I'm going to go ahead and give them, and actually, I'm going to give them a C plus. Ooh. I'm going to go be the optimistic voice of reason. <laughs> yeah, after this, after we're done recording, I'll kind of like reevaluate myself. Because the last episode, I t- had him going 10 and 6, and now I'm giving him yeah, right. all Ds. Give him a D minus. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. well, they're you, see, you, they're, they're not even going to pass. Sean. Yeah. <laughs> See, they're that ragtag group that, like, on paper, you're like, ah, oh, that's a D. If they apply but then, themselves. Yeah, but something. then, yeah. I did think um, when, they, when all these uh, all these trades happened, when they traded Calais and A.J. Boye, I did think that maybe Sean Conn uh, was pulling a, um, uh, what's the movie with Charlie Sheen? Uh, uh, Major League. Major League. <laughs> <laughs> He's not repoing it. No, I think he was pulling major a major league. league where they have to lose a certain amount of games and you move the team to London. So yeah. he's, trying to, he's trying, trying to make the team as bad as possible. We'll have like See? a ragtag group of guys yeah. come together and make the play. Instead, we're going to save the day. Um, who? And uh, the pitcher? Yeah. In Major League? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Charlie Sheen. Yeah. I think he just played. Uh, he was well, he had the song. He, had a, he was called Charlie he Sheen. He had a nickname. In the in the movie. Spoiler alert! I never saw that movie. We're gonna. I, mean, I, I right saw it when now. I was. Like, I had an aunt that would let me watch movies that my parents would allow wouldn't allow me to watch when uh, she would babysit me, and that was one of them. So. Nice. But I was a kid, so I don't really remember a lot of it. But we might get into that a little bit later in the show. Also, spoiler alert: Rick Vaughn. I had a sweet ass nickname. Wild thing. The wild thing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and this, he had that haircut, and, the, and the, uh, he didn't I, yeah. start throwing strikes. So they put the glasses on. That's right. Oh, shit. All right, all right. We got Just one like more position. Here, so we got so. off topic. Ooh. But my theory was, Shad Khan is the uh, evil woman where they take off her clothes, and the you know every time they get a victory, you know what I'm talking about? In yeah. Major League, I don't remember. They had like one of those posters of her. And when they would get a victory, they would take off a piece of clothes. Ah. She was like, yeah, so they would do that in our locker room with Sean Conn's mustache. All right. <laughs> okay. So we got one position group left in the offense. Uh, i got to get off of Sean, Charlie Sheen's IMDb and find this site. Okay. Um, receivers, the Jaguars' projected lineup has us keeping six receivers Pro Bowler DJ Chark, LaVisca <laughs> Chenault, Chris Conley, Dede Westbrook, Keelan Cole, and 6'6 out of Texas, Colin Johnson. Johnson. Woo. All right, who wants to go first? Oh, that's a that's a bad group right there. I like that. Uh, I This is probably our my favorite group that we have out of all of them. Uh, I mean, DJ Chark's a stud. Like, you know, if last year ends up being a fluke and he and he takes a big step back, that will break my heart. Uh, I gotta believe that he's the real deal. He seemed legit. Guy was making some ridiculous catches. Like, you know, the one good throw Nick Foles had for us as a Jag, and you know, DJ Chark brought that in in the first like couple minutes of the first game of the season. It was like, oh shit, like that's more you've ever done. Like this, you know, when you're a rookie year. Uh, DJ Chark, stud. Chenault Jr. basically is the guy that, like, 
like just get him the ball and he's gonna like make people miss and run with it so like if he can do that a couple times a game that will be amazing for us i like chris Conley. he got a lot of shit i feel like you know if he's like he's our, a decent player yeah he had 775 yards so if he's like our second or third string guy like i will take that you know he has like he's kind of the guy that like Fournette last year, he had some games where he would, like, be really balling out, and then he would have games where he would do absolutely nothing. But if he's, like, your third guy on the chart doing that, I'm pretty okay with that. Um, I like D.D. Westbrook. I don't think he's, like, a superstar. Seemed like last year was supposed to be his big, like, all right, he's going to be doing stuff. But if he can, you know, get in the slot and be shifty around there, like Jay Gruden has been talking about, like, moving him to the slot more, moving D.J. Chark to the slot, like, it seems like he'll be a more creative, you know, uh, wide receiver room. I'm a huge Keelan Cole fan. I'm probably, like, so one of his biggest fans. Um, I think, you know, 2018 was, like, a big, you know, not quite his fault type of, you know. Like, he had, like, second-year jitters with the fumbles, and he got benched, and then, you know, Bortles went to super horrible mode. And last year with Nick Foles' injury, I feel like, you know, Cole's better than, like, what he did last year. Uh, and, yeah, and Colin Johnson, dude, 6'6", six, six, like... We were horrible in the red zone last year. If we can just get close, throw the ball in the air, and he can score a touchdown for us. Favorite group, I would give it a, like, B, uh, just a B. Right in the middle. I agree with a lot of what you're saying, especially on Keelan Cole. I think, I mean, looking at all these guys on here, uh, I just see the first word that comes to mind when I'm looking at this is potential. DJ Chark. Uh, you know the potential to build off last year. I mean, he was a he was a Pro Bowler last year. Uh, Chenault, the potential of what we can do with him if, if Jay Gruden is getting creative with our playbook. Chris Conley is a reliable uh, receiver. I think he, if he was, you know, this isn't going to happen. If he was cut by our team and he hit waivers, I think every single team would make a claim on him. He just seems like a really reliable receiver to have. Dee Westbrook. I see potential with that as well. Was he not a Bolitnikov award winner? Oh, yeah. I or, believe he was. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean... To be he, fair, Marquise Lee uh, also won it twice, I think. So did uh, Justin Blackman. Yeah, so. so... Justin Blackman was great when he played. Oh, my he God. He just was not great when he wasn't playing. Right. <laughs> At all. <laughs> but Chris or, Conley, I think one of his biggest things is leadership. I feel like he's definitely, like... Yeah. Really is helping the other guys kind of, you know, He's thing, helping which the other guys, see, probably, yeah, teaching but, them to listen to their coaches, you know, do what they're told. You know, wide receivers a lot of time can think that they're, you know, hot shit and that they know what they're doing. But I think Chris Conley will be like that voice of reason to get everyone together. Uh, Keelan Cole, when he had good quarterback play, I mean, he saw the plays that he was making, you know, in 17, he was making plays. That Seahawks game. Uh, at home, uh, he had a fantastic game. Um, when Bortles was hitting him with uh, targets, he was having catches. He was turning them into yards after the catch. He was scoring for us, and um, and I think that he'll build a rapport with Minshew. I mean, Keelan Cole's been on the team longer than all these guys. Yeah, he uh, also arguably has the greatest catch in Jack's history against the Patriots. The Patriots? Yeah, that was an amazing that, catch. Yeah. Yeah. that's not true. That's Mike Walker. <laughs> Which one? That was the, the batted the, down yeah, hell. Oh, 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 no, Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas. Mike yeah. Thomas. For yeah. I mean, that was the more yeah. memorable. But we had the Odell Beckham-esque catch. Yeah, that was Right, just, and we all thought, like, oh, Keelan uh, Cole's going to be the greatest, and they did nothing. Ever. They yeah. didn't do anything after that. But he used all of his... his but, um, 
Colin Johnson also, uh, you know, I see a lot of potential for him. I'm interested to see what combination of these guys on the field, because obviously we can't have them all on at the same time. What combination is going to be the most beneficial for our offense, and how are we going to utilize that? And I'd be happy with really any combination of it, but I think you can really find that sweet mojo of having them, you know, the certain combination of four, maybe five of them on the field at the same time. I don't know how you can really game plan for that as a, as a defense. Um, they all bring something else to the table, and uh, I'm really excited about it. So grade wise, this this is going to be my highest grade. I'm going to give them a B plus. Hey, wow. And that's that's based on a lot of potential, but I don't see a downside on a, a lot of these guys. So B plus. I would say I feel like we picked. I mean. You know, long run, I you know I would love to have like a Jerry Judy, but like his game is so much about uh, running routes and stuff, and with such a limited training camp and all that, you know, with the off season for rookies, I feel like you know a lot of rookies won't be contributing. So I feel like we have the two perfect ones, Chanel that can just like do things on his own, and then Colin Johnson who's just huge. I think uh, I actually I agree with that. I think uh, Chanel is a better receiver for Minshew than uh, Jerry Judy would be. Jerry Judy is more precision right yeah and um i get the feeling gardner Minshew is more comfortable in chaos than he is in, yeah yeah than organized gunslinging he likes when the play breaks down he's running around and chenault seems to be the kind of receiver who would adapt um i do have a, a quick uh, uh trivia question for the both of you oh, okay uh who led the jaguars in receptions last season patrick who led the Jaguars in Who receptions? led the Jaguars in receptions in the 2019 season? I kind of want to say Chris Conley, but I also think Leonard Fournette. Sean? It's Fournette. Leonard Fournette had the most receptions of any player on the team, narrowly beating DJ Chark. Leonard Fournette had 76 receptions, and DJ Chark had 73 who had the second most receiving yards on our team last season? Yards. Second most. The most yards receiving was DJ Chark, obviously. Who had second most? D. Westbrook. Sean? I'm pretty sure it's uh, Conley. Sean is right again. Patrick, you are not good at games. Um, I like Conley as a third and fourth receiver. He was a great third and fourth receiver on the, on the Chiefs. I think DJ Chark is a solid not solid, a great number two. I'm not convinced he's your number one guy, but I'm really optimistic about Chenault. I really think Chenault could be that guy. I think he's that talented. And if they hit on that, then this whole receiving group goes through the roof because D.D. Westbrook is and will always be a slot receiver, a number three guy. And if he's got nobody worrying about D.D., he could be great. So I, I really think this... Yeah, I think they have a lot of talent, and I think they could be really, really good. But they have to show it first. So, what did you grade? I said B+. Plus. Sean? I think I went just B. Uh, all right, I'll go with Sean again. We'll do a solid B-. Just kidding. We're going to do a B- minus <laughs> with the ability to jump up throughout the season. But I'll give him a B- minus for now. Um, so, not a single A was given. Not a single A. To be uh, fair... They don't deserve it. Yeah, they don't deserve it. Yeah. So, 
I've been uh, keeping track as we've been giving these grades. Uh, our oh, wow. GPA. <laughs> Good job. That's more work than uh, I ever think to. T- I just figured I'd try <laughs> to figure this out. Our GPA of our offensive grades, uh, we're looking at a 2.68. That's Isn't passing. Yeah, two's passing, right? <laughs> C's get degrees. Yeah. Hey, we're moving on, baby. Hey, uh, I'm going to college. That's above a C average. Yeah. That's like a C pluses. Yeah, we win a lot of B pluses and B minuses. <laughs> a lot of C teams so, get into yeah. the playoffs. That's all I'm saying. So, well, I mean, uh, you're not going to college unless a, you're athletic. Yeah. That's an average student. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Like that. Um, okay. Well. Well, nice. So next week, we'll break down the defense. See what uh, the roster looks like for that. But, uh, yeah. You, you think wanna... uh, our defense will get a better GPA than our offense? Ooh, I feel like our defense, you know, not to get into too much, but it's so much based on potential. That's a great really question. Who's going to be the valedictorian? Defense or offense? Defense. Ooh. For sure. Mm, I don't know. We have so many people Well, you are officially people. the uh, a statistician. Yeah, yeah this is all Do you guys see any Pro Bowlers on our offense? Um, I see at least one, but I don't know who. Yeah. And it's only because a couple people dropped out, but. <laughs> yeah, it would definitely be like, you know, Chark wouldn't have been unless it was people dropping out. Chark needs to do it a second time. If he does it a second time, yeah, he could be a star. But if, if it was just a, you know, nobody's got tape on the guy, you know, we'll see. I'm going to say... Fred Taylor went to one Pro Bowl, so I'm going to say no Jags ever go because if Fred Taylor can't even make it, what are you going to do? I'm going to say Fournette is going to the Pro Bowl this year. I mean, obviously none of them can go because they're going to be resting for the big game. Hey! uh, Hey, I'm back, baby! (laughs) (laughs) There he is. All right, so guys, 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 guys. Uh, I think this is the most official reoccurring segment we got here. I'm going to ask you a, a question and you guys have to guess that jag guess that jag are you ready brought to uh, you by Kirsten's rubber nipples guess that jag <laughs> uh, I'll say what that? <laughs> Par- Parks and Rec oh okay <laughs> <laughs> you said you were watching it I feel like we should Dude, just come up I have up watched with any more a fake company to sponsor every uh, segment we have just from a television I'm show. I'm down for that. Los Polos Hermanos. <laughs> Vandalay. Wait, wait. Uh, have you guys ever heard the Si Senor on on the radio? It's a real Mexican restaurant in Jacksonville called Si Senor. The, the, the trailer. Oh, yeah. Si Senor. Yeah, they do the commercials during uh, like, awesome. yeah, like 1010XL. And it's like, do you want authentic Mexican food? Si Senor. Do you want great cuisine? Si Senor. I feel like. I would sponsor it. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm yeah. Or we, I'll just do it. And we'll, they would never know. They might give us a cease and we'll, We will host a cease and All right. All right. Let's play Guess That Jack. All right. Guess That Jack. Uh, first clue. He's not on this game that we're watching, just as a FYI. So he's, right. he's not on the... Uh, Score of day, by the way, is 20 to 12 Jaguars. It's the third quarter. Uh, Keenan McCardell just caught a long bomb from Mark Burnell. And you can tell by... Uh, the Broncos' body language, they're starting to be like, oh, fuck, we might actually fucking lose this game. Who the fuck are these people coming into our city? Tell this is how we're talking, Denver? That's not how we're talking. All right, guys, uh, first clue for Guess That Jag. This player 
collectively in his career played for six different teams, but the Jags were his longest tenured team. Take a guess. Last week, Shimmer guessed it the very first time, so I tried to make it a little bit more vague. Played for six different teams, but we were. So that means he's retired. Played for? Yeah, currently retired. Signed with? Um. I don't remember if we, if we drafted him or not, but <laughs> I don't know. We didn't. Yeah, we right. did not draft him. All right. Did not draft him. Yeah, we did not draft him for six different. We tell us how many seasons did he play with the Jets? Uh, I didn't write that down, so no, you do okay. not get that info. That gave it away. So too. we don't get to ask questions. questions. We just have to give answers. Well, if it's on the paper, I wrote. But... Okay. Okay. Still using paper. Um... <laughs> That's not a lot of information. Six that different teams. Yeah, well, you we guessed Mathis off the bat last week, so I tried to make it. Uh, All right, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. I'm going to say Aaron Ross. Okay. He played for a couple different teams. I'm not ready to make my prediction. <laughs> well, you have Wait, to. Wait, yeah. <laughs> I need more information. Oh, you want this? Okay, I will say I like another it game. is not Aaron Ross. Okay, yeah, I didn't think it was. Second clue. He made the Pro Bowl and the All-Pro in his career only one time, both being in 2002. The only time he ever went to the Pro Bowl and the All-Pro was only once in his career, both being in 2002. Fernando Bryant. Patrick? 2002. Uh, that means I'm wrong. Is it... Uh, <laughs> no, we drafted him. Oh, I have an idea, but uh, I can't remember his name. I don't know, so move on. All right, Fernando Bryant, not correct. He plays defense, though. Next clue. Ooh. He never scored a point in his NFL career. He never scored a point, he, so he plays offense. I'm not, I'm not telling you that yet. <laughs> Kyle Brady. Incorrect. Woo! I thought that, that was it. Yeah, that was a good guess. I thought that was it. He's definitely scored. Why? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, Great rebuttal. He never scored a point. I mean, but he made an all-pro. Will you so. tell us if he played offense or defense? Neither. Curveball! Uh, Got him. So, a.k.a. special teams. Yeah, can I say Brian Barker? That is incorrect. Would you like one last clue, gentlemen? Yeah, not Mike Hollis, is it? I'm going to tell you... He scored a shit I'm going to say <laughs> a single word. I consider that. I'm going to say one single word, and you should know the answer. Okay. X. Oh, it's the one who hit his, his knee. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, uh, chopping wood. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. Shimmer, do you know his name? It's um, Yeah, I'm also drawing a blank. Oh, I think this is the first week I have stumped the guys. I am talking about the one, the only, the punter of the Jacksonville Jaguars that put an axe in his leg, Mr. Chris Hansen. Chris uh, Hansen. Punter. Uh, and then he went on to host that To Catch a Predator show, right? Or he was <laughs> Wait. Oh, no. That's yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, but it is the same name. I never would have remembered that. Yeah, me neither. I barely know Potter's name. I don't even know our Potter's name right now. <laughs> that, was a, yeah, that was a... Yeah. That was a Yeah, I know Logan Cook because he has a hot... That's, that's why he's living the life. 
He has a hot wife? Yeah. He's just That's like, because you chose punters. a punter. No one knows punters' names. All right. No more punters. <laughs> All right. No more punters from uh, now. I mean, there's only so many of them. Yeah, I know. We already talked about fucking Brian Anger, so. True. All right. Um, <laughs> Shimmer, what you got for us? Okay. Well, we're about to play the game that's sweeping the nation. Woo! <laughs> uh, backed by popular demand, it is Jaguar's draft pick or reality TV star. Are you guys ready? Yay. I'm ready. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Can we bet a slap in the face on this one? I'm going to slap him at the end of the show. <laughs> what? No, no, no. Up, so. If I do better than you, you don't. You guys willing to bet a slap in Are the face? Are we betting slaps? All right. Slaps. Loser gets slapped in the face like he's John Henderson before a big game. <laughs> All right. Patrick knows nothing about reality. <laughs> Hopefully so. I know a little bit. Like, okay. I don't know much, but. Jaguars draft pick or reality TV star? How many rounds? Five rounds. Oh, God. Okay. I mean, I've got a 50-50 shot every time. 50-50 shot. I like those odds. Those are losing odds, technically, but. Yeah. 50%. First name, Jaguars draft pick or reality TV star. This is for a slap in the fucking face. (laughs) Michael Cheever. (laughs) Michael Cheever. I'm pretty sure I sat next to that kid in third grade. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Cheever. Jaguars draft pick or reality TV star. Uh, I'm going to say Michael Cheever is a... Reality TV star. I think he was on a baking show, is my guess. Oh, I forgot to mention, if you can guess the show of the reality TV star, you get an extra point. Nice. That's two slips. Patrick, Michael Cheever. I'm going to say he's also a reality TV star, but I thought he was an actor. So... I know it's not a reality TV show, but I'm pretty sure he was on The Shield. (laughs) I know who you're referring to, but you are... Wait, that's Michael Chiklis! Michael Chiklis. (laughs) What the fuck? He's the guy from Fantastic Four. (laughs) The thing. Big rock guy. Michael Cheever. It's going to be a football player now. Might actually be on... The game we're watching oh, as he was a 1996 second round pick center Damn. from Georgia Tech University. He played for two years in 17 total games so he with had to six starts. Nice. My wow. achiever. All right. Jaguars draft pick. Sounds All right. like an overachiever. <laughs> uh, All right. It's a tie game, though. It's a tie game. Alright. No okay. Slips. You guys ready? Right. Yeah. Jaguars draft pick or reality TV star? I really thought that guy was on the shield. <laughs> Chiron Stiff. Chiron <laughs> Stiff. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, Chiron Stiff was a reality TV star and he was on. Uh, like Big Brother Five. Okay. I think I also do think he's a uh, reality TV star. I think he's on. I don't know what it's called, The Hot Housewives of Atlanta, one of those shows. 
All right, so you're both going reality TV yeah. star. Yeah. You think Sharon Smith was on Big Brother Five? Big Brother Five. And you say four. Sharon Smith is one of the husbands on Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> yes. Sharon Smith, seventh round pick in the 2000 draft, running back out of Virginia Tech. He played in 15 games. Career stats, 20 carries, 55 yards, and one <laughs> touchdown. He played 14 of those games with the Jaguars and one game with the Colts. Shyron Stiff, Jacksonville Jaguar pick. His, oh my God, 55 yards on 20 career t- carries. It's more than all of us have. Yeah, 2.75 yes. <laughs> yards. All right, guys. He scored more touchdowns okay. than I have in my <laughs> life. Are you guys ready? Yes. So far, it's tied with zero to zero, and if it ends in a tie, you both have to slap each other in the face at the same uh-huh. time. What if we slap you in the face? Ah, <laughs> then I won't make next week's game. <laughs> okay. Jacksonville Jaguar, Jaguar pick, or reality TV star, J.T. Thomas. Oh, T. Thomas was T. Thomas. Sean, he, go ahead. He's, I think he was like a linebacker for us. I feel like I remember that name, which means it's going to be a celebrity now, but I'm going linebacker, Jax. <laughs> J.T. Thomas. I'm going to go Jaguars draft pick as well, and I will say... That's fair. If you can guess the position or the show, you get an extra point. I also think he was a linebacker. I'm not copying you, but that's what jumped out in my mind. JT Thomas, linebacker, Jaguar. Jaguar. You're both going JT Thomas, linebacker, Jacksonville Jaguar draft pick. Yes. Yes. JT Thomas is the winner of the 18th season of Survivor (laughs) and a reality TV star. You are both wrong yet again. We have a guy named JT Thomas. He definitely had a JT for sure. Well, y'all are more than welcome to go look up. Um, I should have. We had two footballs. I actually do think there was a football player named JT Thomas, which is why I picked this dude's name. All right. (laughs) So we have two rounds. And if he wasn't a Jaguar draft pick, there's a picture right here. On my Bing search, was he drafted by Google. the Jaguars? You don't use Google. Fuck no, I don't. Was use he drafted Google. by the Jaguars? Let's see. He's got a picture in the Jaguars uniform. But was he drafted by the Jaguars? All right, I'm looking this up. JT Thomas, linebacker. Uh, hold on, hold on, folks. Uh, looks like we have a challenge. He was drafted by the Chicago Bears, and therefore <laughs> ineligible <laughs> as a Jaguar draft yeah. pick. JT Thomas. He played for us in 2013 and 14. But he wasn't a draft. God damn it! Yeah, we were right. He thought of everything. Well, not the JT Thomas I was referring to. (laughs) The JT Thomas I was talking to is is the winner of Survivor (laughs) season 18. Okay, we have two rounds left. You are both 0 and 3. (laughs) The next name on the list: Jaguars draft pick or reality TV star. Malefu McKenzie. Malefu. I thought you were talking about we had that fullback a couple years ago that was like Tala Mahalu Mufiola or something. That's Chris Muafato Maafala or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) I am going. The name is just just in case Malefu 
McKenzie, Jaguars draft pick or reality TV star? If he is a Jags draft pick, he's definitely some like huge ass Samoan offensive lineman guy. But I'm going to say he is a celebrity reality TV star. And he was on a baking show. That's my <laughs> go-to baking show. All right, Patrick. That's my go-to. Malefu McKenzie was a Jaguars draft pick. I'm I'm grasping at straws right now. He was drafted in 2004, and he is a safety. Malefu McKenzie is a 2003 seventh round. Yeah. Pick. By the Jacksonville Jaguars, who played fullback, and his full name is Matthew Mark Malefu Anizi McKenzie from the University of Southern California. He played in one game and recorded no stats. (laughs) All right, we have Patrick. Did I get a point? Yeah. One point. Oh! And Sean with zero points with one round remaining. The best I can do is tie and we slap each other. I feel like... There is a way to score two points. If you guess Jaguars draft pick and position or reality TV star and the show, you can equal two points and still win the game. It's dawning on me on this game. If he goes first, I could just say the opposite, you know, kind of, to like... I'm surprised it took you the last round. (laughs) I feel like (laughs) he just... I think we need to. Uh, Alright, next week you yeah. guys can write them yeah, down. Yeah, next week we need to next write week, it y'all down. Can write them down. That's fair. Hmm. So we can reveal it. Alright. Well, we're still uh, learning. But... I'll come up with some more next week. <laughs> Alright, either way, okay. a slap is still on the line, Sean. Okay. Alright. So this is no. the last round. I'm going to get Patrick two is up one point. Let's go. Jaguars draft pick for all the feeling in your face. <laughs> Jaguars draft pick or reality TV star? Paul Del Vecchio. Paul Del Vecchio. Patrick, you're up. You're going to go first. Why do I have to go first? Because you're up. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Yeah, that's how it Paul, works. Paul. What's his last name? Paul Del Vecchio. Jaguars draft pick or reality TV star? D E V or D A V? Paul. That's a huge Del Vecchio. I Del- do not believe the spelling will make any difference. <laughs> Paul Del Vecchio. Paul Del Vecchio. <clears throat> reality TV star, final answer. What show? That's so much harder than making. <laughs> Just pick a show. <laughs> uh, Survivor. Okay. Sean? Survivor Australia. <laughs> I don't even know. Are they ranked? Uh, name one more time. Paul Delvecchio. Is it in a sentence? Jaguars draft pick or reality <laughs> TV star. Paul DeVaccio, I'm going to say, is also a reality TV star, and he is the uh, star. <laughs> I really want to say Cupcakes, but I won't. Um, he, uh, he was on. Slept. I really don't want to get slapped. Um, 
Uh, he was on a a Netflix dating type show. Paul Del Vecchio, aka DJ Polly D, is a reality star, star of the show Jersey Shore. Shit! No, Patrick Your wins yeah. two to one, oh, and Sean has to get slapped in the face. I'm gonna slap Sean. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll save that for like the very. Little last you want to, outro. You want to save it for next week? What's in the show? What's in the show with me? Or you want to get, you want to get out of the way? Alright. We'll uh, do it as hard as you did it then. Alright, we'll do a quick, like, one minute last shit mothership. <laughs> I say you just get out of the way right now. Alright, you guys want to hear what I've been, what I've been, what I've been watching? It's really interesting. It's delay. Alright. It's delay. Guys, <laughs> thanks never, for tuning in. I never would have agreed to this. <laughs> we got the Jags, Mark Burnell leading the team to our second playoff victory ever over here. Uh, we're going to end this episode with me getting slapped in the face. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. By the way, that's what I've been watching. Patrick, <laughs> that's all I'm I will say, watching. if it's any, like, literally, I had to take my wife to the hospital in the middle of the night because our dog kicked her in the eye and she had a cut in her eye. So, like, don't hit my eye, please. All right, I'm not gonna kick you. Because I'm, I'm very paranoid about that right now. <laughs> all, right. Gonna, all right, I'm just gonna all right, close. Just close your eyes. Don't make it all too right. hard. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Oh! oh, 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 oh I felt that. I felt that one. I moved at the last. <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. <laughs>